With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. Last night about uh, 1040, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department received the report of a house on fire at uh, 1223 180th Street, northwest of Hampton. Fire departments from Latimer, Coulter, and Hampton, as well as Sheffield, responded to the scene along with Franklin County Emergency Management, the Sheriff's Department, and FGH Ambulance. The house is considered to be a total loss, but no injuries were reported. Firefighters were on the scene for over three hours. No word on the cause of that fire. The latest U.S. Drought Monitor report shows some improvement in Iowa in the past week. There was a slight increase in the coverage area of no drought conditions listed this week, while areas in moderate or severe drought shrunk in size. The abnormally dry category increased by over 11%. In the broadcast area, Eastern Grundy, Northeast Wright, the northern one half of Franklin, most of Butler, all of Floyd, most of Cerro Gordo, and southeast Hancock County remain in an extreme drought this week. State and federal officials have confirmed bird flu has hit a third commercial turkey operation in northwest Iowa. The facilities in Buena Vista County had about 30,000 turkeys on site. Another turkey production facility in Buena Vista County was hit by bird flu two weeks ago. On October 23rd, officials announced birds in commercial turkey operation in neighboring Pocahontas County were being euthanized after bird flu had been detected there. From April through September this year, there were no cases of bird flu reported in the state. According to the Iowa Department of Agriculture, though, there were two outbreaks of bird flu at the beginning of the year, one in late January at a Buena Vista County turkey production facility and another in mid-March in a backyard flock in Chickasaw County. Eligible Iowans may now go to on the Iowa Democratic Party's website and start requesting the presidential preference cards that are replacing the complicated in-person calculations have been a long-running feature of the Iowa Democratic Party. Both major parties in Iowa will hold caucuses on January 15th. Republicans will again have a straw poll vote to determine which presidential candidate wins the Iowa GOP's caucuses, still the kickoff event in their party's nominating process. New national party rules forbid Iowa Democrats, though, from any form of voting that would yield results that night. The Iowa Democratic Party will begin distributing presidential preference cards on January 15th, and the results will be announced March 5th. Iowa Democrats have hired a vendor to count the presidential preference cards, which will be mailed in, and you have to be a registered Democrat to get one. Radio Iowa, I'm O.K. Henderson. Iowa's economy saw a slight gain during October, while the Midwestern economy dipped, according to the monthly survey of business leaders and supply managers across the nine-state region. Creighton University economist Ernie Goss says the Business Conditions Index, it's a leading economic indicator for the Midwest, is measured on a 0 to 100 scale, with 50 being growth neutral. The region's economy slipped a full point from 52.5 in September to 51.5 in October. I would say the uh, manufacturing economy, according to supply managers, limping along but still in the positive direction. Uh, this is the second straight month that's been above growth neutral. 60% of the manufacturing supply managers expect a downturn in economic activity over the next six months. 
Iowa's economy is just below growth neutral, meaning it's shrinking, but did show a glimmer of growth, rising from 48.5 in September to 49 even in October. Goss says a survey quiz supply managers and what they saw as the largest challenge facing the Midwestern economy in the months ahead. Inflation was number one. Four of ten said inflation is the biggest threat going forward. Supply chain disruptions was two of ten indicated that was the biggest impediment to growth ahead. And then three was labor shortages. The regional hiring gauge sank below growth neutral during October as job losses outpaced new hires. Approximately 25% of the supply managers reported job losses for their company. On top of that, we're still seeing labor hoarding, meaning keeping workers on just in case the difficulty in finding and hiring qualified workers. So they're still holding on to some of those workers, even with the downturn and even with slow business growth. According to U.S. Bureau of Statistics data, Goss says Iowa's manufacturing sector boosted employment by nine-tenths of one percent over the past year, for the average hourly wage rate expanding by 2.3 percent, well below the 3.7 percent increase in consumer prices. The Cerro Gordo County Board of Supervisors this week voted to provide an annual donation of $50,000 to the Child Care Works organization in the county. The Cerro Gordo County Child Care Works mission is to ensure every child has access to reliable child care to help them grow, learn, and develop in a healthy environment. The Cerro Gordo supervisors pledged to make an annual contribution of $50,000 for three consecutive years for a total of $150,000. Employer donations that were pledged by Monday of this week are to be matched by the state of Iowa. This week, the Hardin County Board of Supervisors approved the sale of two pieces of property following an auction. The first was a secondary roads building in Garden City. It sold for $12,000. The other lot owned by the county was in Eldora, and it sold for $1,200. In other business, the Hardin County Board of Supervisors approved the Wage Works Health Equity Plan for county employees for calendar year 2024. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has announced a new $6.5 million investment in communities to bolster tourism and quality of life through Destination Iowa. The grant initiative, which launched in 2022 with federal funding, became a state-funded initiative following approval from the Iowa legislature this year. This initiative has advanced 46 projects across the state so far, activating more than $480 million in total investment. The goal is for Iowa communities to make strategic investments that create or support lasting opportunities to attract visitors and enhance quality of life amenities for residents, thereby boosting local economies and attracting talent. For more information, go to iowaeda.com. Again, that's iowaeda.com. The Aspen Institute is named North Iowa Area Community College as one of the 150 institutions eligible to compete for the $1 million Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence, the nation's signature recognition of high achievement and performance among two-year colleges. The institutions selected for this honor stand out among more than 1,000 community colleges nationwide as having high and improving levels of student success as well as equitable outcomes for black and Hispanic students and those from lower-income backgrounds. This is the sixth consecutive time that NIAC has been named to the list. 
The only other school in Iowa eligible for the prize is Northwest Iowa Community College in Sheldon. 25 semifinalists will be announced in April of 2024, with that number cut down to 10 finalists in June of next year. The Hampton-Dumont School Improvement Advisory Committee met this week. The committee is made up of a cross-section of the community and provides recommendations to the school board. HD Curriculum Director Jen Coonan tells Radio On The Go News the committee will make a recommendation to the school board with an emphasis on proficiency. In past years, we've usually focused on growth. Since we changed to a new state assessment, the Iowa Statewide Assessment of Student Progress, most listeners here would have taken the ITBS or Iowa Assessments, but is now called the ISAS. And we don't have a really great growth measure yet. We don't really have consistent data yet. SIAC decided to set the goal, or they're going to make the recommendation to set our learning goals around increasing the percent of proficient students in reading, math, and science. Results of the Iowa School Performance Profile were recently released by the State Department of Education. The profile reviews several points of data and then will show how well schools and school districts are doing. We're very pleased. Obviously, you know, we feel like we work really hard for our students to, you know, give each student everything they need in their learning and, you know, the ratings for Hampton-Dumont, Southside, Northside, and middle school are commendable in the commendable rating and the Hampton-Dumont High School is acceptable and those are the top three categories in the performance profile ratings and Cal was also commendable in the Cal Elementary. She is also the curriculum director for the Cal School District. Today's guests on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program are the challengers for Iowa Falls Mayor, Dominic Rocky Damiano and Gene Newgard, who will talk about their run against incumbent Mayor Mike Emerson, who is not able to join us on today's program. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program airs today following our new news here on KLMJ. Also available on demand under the Newsmaker page at RadioOnTheGo.com. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 45 and the low of 23. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.